some data over there. <clears throat> I'm actually looking at it right now. Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. Happy Wednesday to you and yours. It's truly our pleasure to connect with you through the I Love Seville Network on a show on a Wednesday presented by Ross Mortgage and Scott Morris. Ross Mortgage and Ross Mor and Scott Morris, a name you can trust. Judah Wickower is the director and producer of this fine and fair talk show, J-Dubs. Good Wednesday morning to you. Um, why don't we go to the studio camera and let's welcome the gentlemen that need very little introduction, household names by now, Keith Smith and Scott Morris. Fellas, que pasa? Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? We're doing fantastic. Just, Keith, my friend? I'm just looking at the board and the estimated uh, pending home sales is estimated to go up at 0.5%. This is nationwide and it's up 09 so... In my math, that's about double than what they expected. We are looking at some macro data at our studio television that's always tuned in to CNBC right now. And they're talking housing right now on the uh, ticker and interviewing a key uh, member in the housing um, industry. Judah Wickhauer, I think we have some content we're ready to create with Scott Morris. Ross Mortgage and Scott Morris, a name you can trust. Scott Morris, the show is yours. Good morning. Yeah, um, got uh, again the weekly. We're we're growing it every week. Uh, the real estate spotlight listings from around the area um, with uh, some of our partners, and Start. wanted to take a minute to highlight some of them right now. Uh, we've got Brad Pitt's got a property at thirty-seven twelve uh, Run Place. Uh, we've got uh, fifteen three twenty-six Rockfish. Uh, Japricia Clark's got uh, 14505 Kings Mill. Uh, we've got Sandy Morris has 1858 Deep Creek Run. Diana Banks has an awesome property a little north of Culpeper at 7141 Eggbornsville Road. And Janet Holden has a host of properties with Jefferson Home Builders, all at the 349 price point, new construction. Taylor Everett uh, has got a property out at 13th here in Charlottesville at 550. Um, We've got uh, Megan Perry's got one, uh, Cheyenne Cockrell, 1225 Middle River Road in Rixieville, and Carrie Brown, 250 Willis Ford Lane in Madison. Sarah Collier down in Rodanthe, 24256 Rodanthe Resort Road. Uh, Yona's got a property over at 2342 Highland Drive at 429. And if you've got anything that you'd be interested in having showcased on the show, please let us know and we'll get it out there and get it into the world. I love it. Scott Morris of Ross Mortgage will cut that down into a sizzle reel and syndicate that across the I Love Seville network as the week progresses. Listings out there, Keith Smith, for people to buy. Yeah, so uh, this is a great new feature, and I'm, and I'm loving it. And uh, maybe as we kind of move through the week, we start picking some of the, you know, picking one or two and start taking a little bit of deep dive into, uh, into the listing and, and get out there. You know, the name of the game right now is listings. I just look at the week over week. Last week, we were up around 60-something homes that came on the market. Now we're down to 44. So maybe we had a couple weeks of a spurt here and it seems to be leveling leveling off a little bit but i think we need to talk about the biggest news in charlottesville right now and what is the biggest news in charlottesville right up zoning rezoning no. draft zoning we got ordinance. ac back in the oh yeah yeah <laughs> installed on the uh in the studio this morning 
got here um, super early. Viewers and listeners, if you have any aspirations of purchasing an uh, AC unit of any capacity, prepare for a wait. Supply chain is a very real circumstance. I experienced it firsthand. Two-week delays on a promised time that was roughly three weeks out upon ordering and payment. But such is life in a post-COVID world where labor and supply chain and chip issues. Are there? Did you say there were chips in ACs? Is I don't know. I said there's yeah. chips in everything. Okay, so is that <laughs> maybe that's kind of, maybe that's part of what's driving it? Yeah, there's chips in there. If you sit still long enough, somebody's going to stick a chip in you. So. Okay, so maybe that's what's caused it right there. The, but the, literally seeing don't, a crane dangle. How much do those units call, weigh, Keith? Oh, the, the, they don't weigh much at all. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Why couldn't they just carry it up with their hands? I'm just half joking right there. I'm so ignorant when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say indirect? Okay. No, I'm so ignorant when oh, it comes okay. to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently my hearing aids are not working yeah. as well as they should. But yeah, no, they're they're bulky, right? They're you know they're heavy. It was pretty big. Yeah, but when you're on a multi-story building, you always set it with the crane. That's that's what they do. And what'd you say? It was here for 15, 15 uh, minutes? It was less than half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, less than, but the interesting thing, viewers and listeners, um, if, you, if you want to get into being a commercial landlord in the city of Charlottesville, not only is there coordination of cranes, but there's coordination of permitting with the city where you need to, uh, a crane, they needed three spaces. It looked like to me you only needed two, but you needed some kind of buffer in case the you-know-what hits the fan. Um, and you have to coordinate that with the, with the city, and that's no easy task, boys. But we got AC, which is good news. Yeah, I mean, I walked in. It made my day, man. I, uh, you, yeah, you, I, you want to tell them what you wrote? No, 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 no. I sat down and I started looking at my phone, and I was like, wait a second. Something's different. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. Thank you, Jerry, for keeping me out of trouble. I tried on, to. I on tried that to. one. But look, the, part of the reason is we talked about this in a, in a, in a, a previous show, you know, Per the National Remodelers, National Home Builders Association, and NAR, the number one return on investment for this year is ACs. AC units. Yeah. Number two is garage doors. And what can you not get? ACs garage, and garage doors. Garage doors. I, I had a conversation with a builder and a developer about this. Um, if anyone would like to replace their garage door now, you will get that installed somewhere around June of next year. <laughs> You might get it in Q2. I thought you were going to say June, and then then the, don't ask for the year. Six months behind yeah. on certain garage doors, installations. I want, I want to put that in perspective. Garage door runs roughly, depending on the quality. Well, you know what? There's a pretty large price range. Uh, the one that we were talking about was in the four to $6,000 price range. And the interesting part about that is you're paying half of it up front now. Well, and then the rest on execution. And if you take a deep dive into the HVAC side of things, right, take a really deep dive into it, there's only one or two manufacturers that actually make the guts of it. You know, you can have a label on it. Of American X1. Standard is what we went with. And American Standard is one of the primary uh, manufacturers of, of guts in that end of it. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you yeah. on, on my behalf because I'm usually the one sitting here in the corner sweating because, you know, these lights kick off a little bit of heat. Oh, no doubt. They kick off a tremendous amount of heat. Um, let's get Scotty Moe in yeah. the mix. Um, I, don't mind, I, don't, I didn't mind the heat. Um, I, it was the, the, cool, the coolness, the crispness is the first thing I noticed after I sat down. But uh, talk about like, the delays on things, and it, part of it's gone away. But uh, I was ordering a, a hot tub or a spa, whatever you want to call them. Uh, this would have been post-pandemic, like 
into the pandemic-y, like, supply chain stuff, and they were like, yes, sir, it'll be uh, 52 weeks. And I was like, dude, you could just tell me it'll be a year. Like, that, like wh- where does that, like, that sales language come from? Like, that's going to sound better to me. I don't know. That, 52 uh, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've gotten, they've gotten better. I think most of, the, of all those places have that sort of thing in stock. Now. Are you uh, going to be doing ice baths? Is that what that's for? Um, no, I could get into that. Um, I've gotten into it. It's I've, been fantastic. I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been slacking on the whole, like, uh, workout healthy. I mean, I'm healthy, but, you know, thing. I've never, I've had the deepest sleeps of my life with that. And then in the morning, sometimes when you feel the occasional stiffness when you wake up in the morning, it's gone. I so, don't have that. Anti-inflammatory. Yeah, that's what it is. So if, if you know anybody from Scandinavia, that's been that way for hundreds and hundreds of years. It truly is um, beneficial. They go ahead and do the, uh, they do the sauna, usually drink lots of vodka, oh. then go, to, oh yeah, and then jump into the, I think Yoni used to work for a Finnish company, so there was, you know. I like doing all the TV. This may be a little inappropriate, but. I forgot was, all about that. <laughs> it, I was like. Uh, they do business in the sauna. Al Naturel. That's what mixed company. That's just the way it works in, in Finland. So it's a really interesting, interesting world. But look, we're here to talk about, about real estate a little bit. So, you know, the good news is I guess the board over there is saying pendings are up. I'm looking at the 64 pendings in the last week within the car footprint. Um, we started talking the other day a little bit about tracking um, DOMs, days on markets. Um, that's looking like in this footprint, and this is everything from Louisa, Nelson, Fulvana, Charlottesville, Albemarle. The 64 was a median median days on market of 11. By the way, the um, the median price point is 399. So this, but these are everything from attached and detached and all that kind of great stuff. So we're up, we're we're approaching 400 grand in pending and 11 days on market and. I think I think you're going to start seeing numbers go up a little bit more. Scotty Mo, jump in here. What what tickles your fancy in this market? Um, so I mean, I'm just excited to see kind of what I've you know been leaning into, which is I think the economy is softer than uh, where the Fed has kind of had us on track for. I think we're going to see I think we're going to see a uh, harder than softer landing and I think that uh, we're starting to settle into some of those numbers. We saw uh, a jolt report uh, that was uh, less appetizing than uh, expected. We saw ADP numbers this morning that came in lower than expected. Uh, for, and uh, I think we're, uh, you know, we're, we're in a position that uh, we're, we're getting there. Um, now, the problem is that the Fed has hammered in this higher for longer message that the bond market has started to buy into, and we needed this data to keep rates um, from going up anymore. And I'm not even talking about going down. I'm just, we, this was a, a great pause. Now, we are getting some, we're, a little bit of improvement in pricing um, over the past couple of days, but a lot of that is just kind of bringing it uh, down into a more palatable range um, from where we were. Katie Pearl watching the program. Hey, KTP, good morning. Kevin Yancey is giving you a spa suggestion. Try Barefoot Spas, Scott. They have inventory on hand. 
a Richmond-based company, and he's now in Tyson's Corner watching the program. Viewers and listeners, nice. if you have questions, put them in the feed. I will relay them live on air. Chief Conscious, good morning. We appreciate you, sir. Thank hey, you for Chief. watching the program. Um, Scott and Keith, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, do we expect inventory at all to uptick in this fourth quarter? So the Mets have been doing pretty good. We so do far. not. We do not expect it to uptick. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. It, it's, it, look, it, it, we, we've been... We've been talking about this and talking about this and talking about this, and I just don't see inventory. Maybe, maybe uh, my fine friend Scott to the right of me will feel different about it, but I just think all these major factors that we've been talking about, I just, I just don't see it going up. And if Scott is right and we really start seeing a, a drop in the 30-year sometime in 2024, I think that's even going to get more, uh, more tighter. But, I mean, I'm just looking at it week over week, and... We lost in one week 20, 20 new units coming on. How many on, How many units do we have currently? 40, we have 44 right now. This is the car footprint. 44 active homes for sale. The, within, the, within the last seven days, 44 new active homes came on the market. And I can tell you exactly what the number is a week ago, I Scott. Um, this question's come in the feed. Grayson, we appreciate you watching the program. He says, what's Scott's take on a Q4 rate hike? No way. Don't think so. Wow. Not happening. Are we going to bet something on that? I will happily wager on that. Really? After really? The, after the last uh, little get-together and the last presser from Powell, when he said that inflation's still hotter than expected and, and don't, don't be uh, unprepared or, or be prepared for it? Because he's gotten better with his messaging. Um, because what he has said in the past um, led to the bond market not buying in that they had it in them. I said, I, all along I've said he had to go to a more hawkish tone and he has to stick to that script in order for it. So the Fed used to not telegraph every punch that they threw. It used to be this uh, you know, hidden agenda like what, what color shoes does Bernanke have on today? And, and now it's shifted to this uh, like they, they telegraph every punch. So if, they, if, if they're talking about taking their foot off of the gas three months from now, the bond market starts pricing that in. They had to get to a more hawkish tone in order to get the effect that they're trying to create with inflation. So if they start saying we're not going to hike, the bond market goes, hey, it's cut time, baby. And they, if he sticks to the script, they can get to December and, and go, we are going to continue to take this on uh, each meeting on a data-dependent basis, but we continue to plan to have rates higher for longer. And if they can stick to that script, they're going to get more of what they want um, but as soon as they say they're taking their foot off the gas, they start the cuts start getting priced in. They have to fight inflation from uh, then. Then they're back to this hydra of like how do they how do they keep all these different uh, you know arms from attacking them? How do they how do they most efficiently go after this? I, I want to take a deep dive on a question real quick and related to that because I read a couple of really interesting articles last night that that was thrown around this theory. I would love to get your read on it. But two weeks ago, we were at 66. 66. We are now today at 44. 66 units for sale two weeks ago, 44 now. Came on in a week, in a week's time. 
Uh, two weeks ago, we had 55 that went pending. We're now up to 64, so let's call that 65 for the sake of a, of a talk show. So we're a little bit higher in pendings right now, a little bit lower in, in inventory. And then the solds two weeks ago were 73. Now keep in mind, those were went on the contract 30, 60 days ago from this, and now we're looking at 67. Uh, price change is 44 right now. Two weeks ago, we're 54. So that's kind of telling we were getting a little bit better about putting the right price out there, which is a good thing. Um, I don't know. I think the days on market is starting to tick up for some of these overpriced oh, yeah. inventories, that, and people oh, yeah. aren't reducing them. And uh, I don't know. I think they're, you're going to see Look. a little bit of the it was too high for too long, and now something's wrong with it, uh, disease creeping into some of these. But. So Katie Pearl, whoever's watching is a real estate business. One of the hardest things to do when you're sitting across the table on a listing thing is to make sure folks don't price overprice their home because that, that just hurts you all the way across the board. But let me go back to this. DJ Morbley, hello. Josh Tracy, hello. Let me go back to this article that I read. So it was a great thing. You worked your way right into it. So some of these conversations, these articles I'm reading, is somewhere in the back rooms their real number isn't 2%. Their real number is 3% as far as inflation. And I, I don't think that's the case, but I think it's got a two-handle. I think that if, it's, it, if they can say it's 2X, all of a sudden everybody feels better about themselves. So explain 2X to me. 2.9. Okay, got it. 2.8, you it, know, it, two it, and a half. When, when, um, I, when I hear 2X, is like two yeah, times no, something. No, no, so, no, no, no. So it, it has a two in yeah, it somehow. Exactly. When they say, you know, well, you know, inflation's not where we want to be, but we've reached the two blah, 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 blah. Whatever, whatever. whatever. whatever yeah, once, I think two-handle, that once it, that's the language, every... You know. And is that kind of the work, inner workings of your, your, your opinion that they're going to leave it alone? That Because we're really at two-something instead of three? Because it really depends on the product, right? Of gas, I, I just filled up in Richmond the other day at 375. Well, I mean, the, yeah, but the gas is – gas potentially, they're talking about energy's having a, a, a new uh, high cycle to where uh, you know, we're talking about uh, W2 – you know – uh, crude getting back into the, the would, 90x range. I would not be surprised if gas starts upticking above four in the very near future. And what does that do to the market? Well, it's, that's you know driving more inflation. That's your your last mile. What it takes to get your you know whatever it takes to get them Amazon boxes of the house gets a little more expensive. Somebody's going to pay for it. I think it's also going to potentially soften the real estate market in the outer counties as gas gets more expensive and as loan. Um, Debt service with loans associated with home purchasing is more expensive. So everyone's getting pinched here. All right. So I think the bigger combination. I think the the inventory isn't going to. People are still going to be able to uh, travel to these outskirt communities. That I don't think that's going to go away. Um, we've seen. Uh, there's not enough market. There's not enough inventory to to where that's going to become a problem yet. But. What is going to be a problem is the combination of higher energy cost, higher loan cost, higher insurance cost um, are going to be the main things. We've seen a huge pullback in uh, insurance companies in the state of Virginia. Uh, it's, a, it's now considered a loss leader state. There's a bunch of companies who just don't want to be here. Um, uh, that What's the one named after that stupid bird, the dodo or something like that? They pulled out. The, I mean, they're, you know, they're a big writer. They're a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, there's a, a number of uh, 
flood insurance type scenarios that have the, the, the way that these companies are reviewing their policies uh, are becoming much more stringent, and that, that cost is getting, you know. And who turned us on to that? Jeremy Rowe turned this on to that Goose Insurance when he was sitting here. He was, he, you know, that's what he was talking about as the, the underlying thing that nobody's talking about. You know, it's how much the insurances are going to cost. And then, you know, we had this whole discussion about taxes. But there's, if anybody wants to look it up, it's called commutesolutions.com. So there's a cost, a commute cost calculator. It's a pretty simple thing because as a Marine, I can figure out how to use it. You plug in your round-trip miles, how many days you work, your sedan, how many miles per gallon it gets, how much gas is going to cost you, the year, and you know, roughly what your car payment is per month. And you calculate it, and it will tell you how much per month that it's costing you for commuting. So the reason I'm kind of bringing this up is as, we, as the rubber band grows, right, and people are going to Buckingham, and they're adding another, say, 15 minutes or whatever it is, 10 or 15 miles in their traveling, there's a direct cost to that. And one of these conversations that we have, and we use this a lot, I use this a lot when we're helping buyers, um, is, well, you know, if this is going to cost you an extra 500 or $600 a month to travel that far out there, you know, maybe, we, and you can afford it, maybe that could be added to your mortgage payment, right? And I think that's why there's going to be momentum and tailwinds yet again behind the rental market. Beth Mark, I'm going to get to your question about rents here in a matter of moments. Woody Fincham watching the program. you got a, a bunch of agents watching right now, guys. I think the agents are tuning into the show here to gain knowledge, see where the market's going, figure out deal flow. Woody makes this comment, I would love to see the voodoo analytics to support what the National Association of Realtors claims returns value. And he's talking about that in, in regards to the HVAC units and the garage doors. Yeah, so Woody, that, that's actually put together by the Remodelers Association in conjunction with it. It's a simple Google search. You can go in and find it. Um, but, you know, look, I can tell you from, from on the street, right, you know, if I've got a buyer, particularly with interest rates being what they are, prices being what they are, you know, my buyers, we want homes that either have brand new HVAC system or close to it, only a couple of years on it. You know, it's important to have all these things fixed up. I know you're smiling. Well, that's I I, so. There's a there's a piece of that, and I love all of our home inspectors. But um, where there's 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 some <laughs> but. there's language that. Um, uh, and, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to be better at this. No more but, more and. And, yeah. yeah. Um, Is Yvonne talking to you too? And uh, some of the language right that they do use that I could uh, I do less with is uh, this is at the end of its serviceable life. It's like, okay, now that we've planted doubt um, is it working? Because that's what we're, we're looking for. That and has always been a struggle with this whole home inspection thing, and particularly the way that the uh, amendments are written. It's very ambiguous, but this is classic. The state, what I call unfunded mandates, the state says you got to do X, but don't tell you how to do, do X, and then everybody in the field is stuck with, with working on it. I jumped on you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, that's... Uh you know, the, sure, but the state can't mandate how someone phrase. You know, what kind of language they use and describe. Sure. I mean, the the purpose is that you've, you've hired this person to go out and find things that you should know about the property, and knowing that um, this is 
at the end of its serviceable life is maybe useful knowledge. How you go about presenting that to the client um, is is probably we will leave names out of it today. Uh, but we actually, I'm not naming anybody. No, no, no. I had had the same exact situation happen to me yesterday. New construction finish, right? Um, home inspector came in and did it. We've just got the CO approved, right? The CO is done. We're doing a home inspection, pre-move-in home inspection. So the the H, the, excuse me, the dryer was up above the garage. So the metal pipe uh, drive in came down through the floor and then and the pipe was exposed. Now there was um, a fire retardant caulking and all this stuff, and the inspector threw a red flag, and the buyer just freaked out. And I said, "Well, time out. Do we have a CO?" Yes. Well, the building inspector is the one that determines if it's fire. And if it isn't, then it's the county that's online. So to your point, it, this does happen. And, that, and, well, and then you've got problems with the county. Um, and uh, there are uh, – Charlottesville has recently gone through a transition with some of the personnel that they've had in those positions. And then you've got, you know, Mr. New Guy, I need to go in and tell – uh, these remodelers that they're not doing this correctly. It's like, okay, thank you. Here's here's actually what the code says. So while your opinion is valued, why don't you abide by the actual rules instead of you know come in here with your Tommy Tough Guy act? That it's, it's it's a whole you know both sides have their problems. So back to this commute cost. I just plugged in some numbers. So if I added ten miles one way, so it's twenty. And that's miles. at current gas prices. Excuse me. That's I, I use, I'm going to use four dollars. Okay. Okay. Just assuming that's where we're going. Twenty dollars. Uh, Twenty miles round trip added. Figures you work 22 days a month. You drive a small sedan. That sedan gets 25 miles to the gallon. Again, you can change all this stuff. Four dollars a gallon. The model year of the car is 2018, and it costs you 500 dollars a month. And if you hit the calculate, the cost of that commute is 602.52. So you're paying over 600 dollars a year. And that's a what month. I think Excuse the me, outer counties are going to soften. A month. Uh, Seven thousand two hundred and thirty dollars a year to add an extra 10 miles one way to your trip. So if you kind of play with this a little bit and do the math. That's a substantial amount of money. That's a lot of money. That's a right? lot of money. That's a lot of money. And what are we at now, 375? Yeah. So let's just see what 375 does. So no, 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 no. That four is a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gas ain't going to get less. It's not going to get more affordable in the near future. Yeah. Um, Beth and Mark. 600 bucks to your, to your month. Right. I, you're talking about, in some cases... 20% of a mortgage payment here, 25% of a mortgage payment. Um, and that's why I think, you know. So I'm only adding 10 more, assuming you're driving an extra 10 miles and you're already driving 15. If or, anyone uh, watches this program, they know that I'm positive and I'm not a bear. I'm very much a bull. But as gas prices rise, I worry about softening values as you get further and further away from the epicenter of employment. I don't been, think there's enough inventory to, to, to make that argument. I, I appreciate that. Um, I think you got a lot of headwinds. If, if rates rise at the same time, gas prices rise at the same time, credit card debt is at an all-time high, at the same time, wages are flat, and at the same time as jobs in the outer counties are not available, I mean, you got some headwinds there. So, so picking out a county, what, what, what do we think that, that we want to say? Buckingham, or you want to? Say I mean, Buckingham. Clearly, the values have softened. Buckingham, Nelson County, the values have softened year over year. Both yeah. those counties yeah. justify what I'm saying. I would say pick Augusta, pick Augusta County, okay. pick pick Louisa County. I mean, Louisa to Charlottesville is what thirty minutes one way. 
depending think, on how fast you I think Stanton yeah, is, a, is a great example. Um, but again, I go back to the Buckingham softening as there was a bunch of new construction that sold, closed, and is not being replaced right now. It's, I think the, the value change that you're seeing there has more is more to do with the actual number of properties that are on and off market right now versus 12 months ago. Jamie Turner uh, has got a comment on the feed. He says, I think yeah. if you had 20 units that you could just drop active into Buckingham right now, you, they would, they'd be getting mo the money they want for them if they were priced appropriately. You think so? Yeah. Scott or uh, so, Keith, well, you got a take on that? But the, what you ended with is correct if it was priced appropriately. Right. Right. But yeah. I, okay. And I think that would be comparable to what you saw 12 months ago. Um, but if they're going over the, that the, number... The builders are telling, you know, you guys are connected with the builders as well. A lot of the builders are saying to us that they can't, they can't come to market with the price points they want to come because of labor, cost of goods, fuel, debt service, rates, all these headwinds. So they're having to come in at these price points that are not necessarily what they want. They also know that in today's market, they're going to have to give... They're going to have to give some stuff up to get some of these deals to go through. It's Builders are, are buying down points in a lot of circumstances to help clients get financing for the product they're building. Yeah, so the where matters, right? Yeah. So I, I just did a quick Stanton or Staunton, depending on what part, of the, what part of the world you're from. Dan Pettit, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Jamie right. Turner says uh, work from home and, and remote work is undoubtedly softening. Um, oh, without a doubt. Where he's at. If you would read some articles that, that you know, people are, or they're like, have to go back. But single-family detached, new, new construction in Staunton, or Stanton, year-to-date, 2023, the median sales price was 250 The same year-to-date last year was 233 so it's gone up. I'll bet you in Buckingham you won't see the same thing. I think when you're on the other side of the mountain, it's... I think you're going to see Buckingham is already softened. Nelson County is already softened. I would not be surprised if you see Louisa soften. I'm going to look at that in a minute. I, I, Louise is really hard for us to do. And it's also going to carry Lake Anna, uh, where they're still selling, you know, yeah. million-dollar So what I'm looking at right, yeah, what I'm looking at right now is probably not going to, because we kind of don't go all the way into. into in, so Barbersville, I wouldn't be surprised if we, you see that soften. When we're talking about buying down points in this new construction, are we talking about, like, national headline news um, because if that's the case we're talking about companies like KB Homes no I'm talking about local builders okay like the ones that we're repping All right. are, are not just offering um, basement finishes and upgrades like that they're literally buying down points for some of their clients like this came up on a Tuesday conference call uh, which I was like okay you do what you got to do to move the product um, you know, viewers and listeners, your thoughts here. Let's let's get this is an, this is a good question for Beth Mark, and she's waiting patiently here. She says, "Please ask Keith and Scott about the Charlottesville rental market uh, trends for this fall for people that cannot buy." Here's a link to Zillow listings. Townhomes seem to range in the twenty two hundred to twenty eight hundred a month range. Uh, Beth, and I'm going to get out of the way of the experts here. Keith mentioned about three weeks ago on Real Talk that the average rent for a single-family detached in Charlottesville City and Almoral County is now 2500 a month, the per, median rent. Yeah, per Paragon. Yeah, yeah per Paragon. Which, I mentioned which that is yesterday. A which has a limited depth of rentals. 
Uh, to go back to Buckingham, uh, 2023 single family detached, no new construction year to date. The medium sales price was 246 and 22, it was 255, so it's gone down. Staunton has got, Stanton has gone up, Buckingham uh, has gone, gone, gone down. So, um, you know, it, it's the, the outer edge of the rubber band, particularly as gas gets to four bucks is going to be difficult. Not to be a, a Debbie Downer about it, I'm just being a realistic... Oh, facts. Yeah, facts. That's facts it. right there. Yeah. Um, Dan Pettit, Real Estate Threes Finance. We'll get to your comment in a matter of moments. Um, this is a very good comment um, from Jennifer, and I appreciate your optimism here. She says EVs can help alleviate this crisis. Um, when it comes down to it, the market share of electric vehicles is, is very slim. I mean, you're talking less than 10% market share for electric vehicles. And while I see the future being electric vehicles, it's not the present. What's the average cost of a, a, an EV? Uh, the, you know, the Chevy, is it the Bolt? Yeah. So you, you, it's you, pretty nominal compared yeah, to you, new car. Yeah, you, you could get a, a Bolt or something like that. 30, for 30K. 40, 30, 40,000, okay. which would yeah. be the same as, as new thing. But then, you know... You know, so so the people know because I've done a lot of research on that on this. And there's never been a better time to buy a Tesla than right now. Musk is trying to gain market share by beating competitors on price, and he's cutting. Te I think he's had three price cuts on brand new Teslas. So there isn't a zero cost of fueling up an electric car. I I, I, I learned this the other day because when we were in San Diego, you know, all the all the Uber drivers are driving Teslas. And I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, me being me, talking to them and finding out how they're doing. And, what they're, and he says, look, you know, it, it costs about 20 bucks a charge because in order to do the rapid charge, they have to go someplace to rapid charge it, right? So it costs them about, he said, to fill up, both all of them was consistent, about 20 bucks to, to fill up their I will jump charge. into this. My, our neighbor just got um, a Tesla and a Tesla charging station in their, in their garage, the Uber drivers need the rapid charge because they're doing significantly more driving than well, the average show and average Uber, Sally. Every one of these Uber drivers were living in rental units, right? And the rental okay. units wouldn't allow them to do that. So that's what was happening out at least in San Diego. Our neighbor's making the trip from Keswick to the hospital, hospital and back on one charge, no problem. Sure. And it can also run errands as well. The Uber driver's just doing more mileage every day than the average Joe and average Sally. Sure. Um, Beth, we'll get back to your comment here. Trends on rents. I, I'll jump in here. I'm, I, I'm working on it right now. Yeah, I, Scott, I'm curious your take. I, I hate to say this for those that are maybe potentially priced out of the housing game. When inventory is so slim, and Keith just highlighted how slim the inventory is in the car footprint, that drives momentum and tailwinds behind escalating rents. I, I truly expect rents to continue to escalate at pretty ag aggressive clips here in the car footprint because there's no affordable inventory to purchase. Yeah, so I want to um, be careful with this. So what I'm looking at right now is the city of Charlottesville, single-family detached, what's available to rent in Paragon. Now, keep in mind, that's like a small sliver of it. We, Paragon and, and, you know, we more focus on... For sale. Sales, for sale yeah. side of it. But the median... Uh, the median rent price for a single-family detached home is uh, two five nine five. So call two thousand six hundred dollars. Just call it two thousand six hundred. That's an astronomical amount of money. Twenty six hundred. And how much house can I buy for twenty six hundred dollars a month, sir? Three twenty five. Yeah, there you go. Where are you going to find a three hundred twenty five thousand dollars house let's in Charlottesville, Almore County? Well, we're back to the whole. Well, Charlottesville, Almore. That's kind of 
that's kind of non-existent. So then, if you can't find it in Charlottesville and Almore County, then you've got to add $700 a month with gas prices at four bills. If you go out that way. So Absolutely. that at that point, you're over three Gs a month. Yeah, but you're also... You've got $3,400 a month. I, I get it. But you're also building equity, right? You're building... You've got to pay your bills to build equity. I agree with that 100%. You know, I, I, it's, just, it's just a lot of headwinds right now. Um, Dan Pettit's got an interesting question. Johnny Ornalis says this, I've been waiting on train for exterior filters for three months for commercial units. Yeah. I mean, three months, Jesus. I, I, I want to emphasize to the viewers and listeners, if you're looking to replace an HVAC unit, this is not going to be an, uh, a next day or a next week type deal for you. I uh, just need to highlight that for you. So, Johnny, I'm going to make a plug for Chris Fairchild and National Filter Service. Love you, Chris Fairchild. Um, and if you can tag him. But that's what, that's what Chris's national company does. They go around to restaurants and commercial and replace air filters. That, that's literally his business model uh, around the country. So I'd reach out to Chris, and if you're interested, Johnny, I'll, I'll make a text intro on it and uh, see if he can help you help you with that how about go ahead scott on the ev side of things about that fixing the cost you got to assume that most people um are getting moved towards an 84 month note on those cars oh, good Lord. um that's gonna carry probably an interest rate of between eight and ten percent right now so at 30k they're still they're you know they're going 500 dollars a month for seven years into this auto loan on top of you know uh, any other existing debt to fix their commute cost in their their gas vehicle? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think I don't think it's there yet. And and he's one hundred percent right. And and replace the battery on one of these EVs. Have you guys seen the cost of those? Yeah, like twenty grand. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this. They're like, oh, electric yeah. vehicle. It's going to fix everything for me. Your battery goes wrong. You have no vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm going to try to not get on a soapbox on Find this. someone who services EVs. But do yourself a favor. Google and kind of weed through the noise. Google exactly how these batteries are made. Oh, that's a whole nother. You will be yeah, shocked. Yeah, yeah. Google what happens when Lithium. the car is done and you, have, you send the, the, the car and battery to pasture. You think you're actually helping the environment? You may be having more of a negative impact than a gas-powered car. Yeah, when you look at the like the, these lithium farms and everything, um, and how how that's they're set up and that sort of thing, it's a whole another thing. American, you know, you look at some of the stocks. American Lithium is probably a good one, um, and there's some others you could kind of like pour some research into if it's something that you're interested in because they certainly are going to experience some growth. Um, but at the same time, like I don't know, uh, there's you're, there's a certain demographic of people that you probably never get to flip um we'll so, so it's interesting the attached rental in charlottesville this is like townhomes this is for you beth 2200 it's not a much of, a big of a delta between do, do you agree with the take um that uh rental prices are only going to pop and escalate more with inventory being so pinched and throttled <laughs> so i i think and i'm going to get myself into a little trouble here okay uh, i i think you're going to see rentals actually soften a little bit particularly in the city of charlottesville agree to disagree on that one uh, I, 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 it all depends on how many of these multi-family multi-story uh apartment buildings actually get built you know technically there's 1500 coming from uva there's a bunch of project on cherry avenue so there's there's a bunch of projects in the pipeline that may bring more product to the table that may make it a little bit a little bit more stable on it 
But look, you know, the reality of it is, I mean, we're talking ownership here, right? Let's assume you go ahead and get a, a, a home and it costs you $3,000 a month. I'm just picking around numbers on it and it's a mortgage. You're stable like that for 30 years. Rental, you don't know what's going to, to your point, what's going to happen next month, next year. Your rates might go up and you're just not helping yourself. Dan Pettit, Woody Fincham, you should hear this question. This is from Dan Pettit. What are your thoughts on eliminating appraisers going to homes? Oh, good Lord. Dan Pettit's been in the game, what, 30 years, 40 years? He's a realtor. So it feels a lot like 2007. Hey, set the stage. What's happening? Set the stage. Yeah, so, so what, what, what's happening here is that um, there is a, and, and Woody's really the expert on this, and sure you, because you get to see this on a regular basis, but in a simplistic terms, um, the appraisers don't have to physically do an inspection, right? That's in, in simple terms on what's happening. So basically do desktop um, uh, analysis or, or appraisals, which is, by the way, is what got me into trouble, which got us into trouble helping Yvonne. She's watching right now. She down. wants to know what flavor drink of, uh, is it Celsius you are drinking? Uh, this is Literally pe- put that in the feed. Peach vibe. There's peach nothing vibe. vibey about that thing. I asked her when she's coming back on the show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, pass, take that test. You're going to pass it. So the uh, C is for degree. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> C is for degree. Right, so yeah. I think well, in in certain markets, um, it's going to be more viable than others. But that's the same. Uh, it's not just what got anyone to trouble. 12 years ago, 13 years ago. It's more along the lines of what got Zillow into trouble with their iBuying program. And, oh, just uh, well, no, it's, it, it is, n- everything is not for everyone everywhere. And if in these neighborhoods, uh, maybe uh, more like what you see in some areas uh, in Arizona, Las Vegas, Texas, um, certain parts of Florida where you've got entire neighborhoods of the exact same house like built and then you can you can come to a more accurate assessment than what you have in an environment more like this i would agree um and with that it becomes each individual property especially in a historical type area is going to be largely different than the one next door to it and while you think we can be interesting take a look drive into dc and instead of going to like if you cross uh, 66 over into Georgetown, right where it comes out on M Street, make a left and go up into some of those neighborhoods, and you'll have neighbor you'll have an entire like historic area where it's these Victorian houses, and then some you know uh, ambassador from wherever ripped a house down and and built a modern mansion in the exact same neighborhood. You'll never be able to create in this area a blueprint for automated appraisal numbers working as accurately as you will in certain other areas of the country where it'll probably be just fine. Good no, take. That's no a good take. statement has ever been That was said. damn good. Con- no. Sizzle reel that. So ask the real estate agents that are watching the show, do you do a CMA without getting inside the home? And the answer is no. Right? You, you can How go- weird is the client? Pardon? That, what? Huh? <laughs> huh? 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 You're making in front of me my hearing aid. No, I'm making not. In front of, are you making in front of the old guy on set? I, 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 said, I said, how weird is the client? Yvonne, come help me here, please. These guys are making I've, I've, I've ever, Since she's been on the show, I've literally asked Keith, when's your daughter coming back on? Yeah, well. Katie Pearl's got a comment. Go, Katie. Um, Katie's, Katie's a rock star. We have two detached homes. This is KTP. 
Queen of Whitehall right there. KTP, we love when you watch the show. We have two detached homes in green that consistently rent for $2,200 a month, 2,800 square foot home, and 2,800 a month for a 3,800 square foot home. There I can add to that. I got a very entry level condo that's 1,200 square feet that is essentially running for 2,000 a month. I am legitimately seeing neighbors in our neighborhood. This is what the econ professor said. There's two come on the market in the last 30 days that are running between five and $6,000 a month. Two 5,000 square foot homes are running between five and $6,000 a month right now. And these folks have gone on to new properties. Yeah. And they're just renting their house for five and $6,000 a month. But when is the right time to buy a house? Well, they did buy. Yeah. They just didn't sell theirs to buy the next one. That's what happened. Yep. Five and six, so they're more than 2Xing their overhead with their house. That's, yeah. sub, that's pretty substantial. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, fine, sir. I wonder. That's interesting. How long. Not everybody is going to be a landlord in those situations, and there is some growth coming into the area, and so there there will be renters. But the renters in those neighborhoods, I don't think are in the Glenmore neighborhood at least. I don't think that is something where you're going to see rental inventory take off. I think it's going to, you'll have a you know a here and there for somebody who held on to it, but eventually the people who are renting in those places want to go buy somewhere else. That's true. So, I, think, I think what's happening, that's 100% true. One of them I know for a fact, the tenant signed a two-year lease because they couldn't find anything to buy. Mm-hmm. And they were desperate for somewhere to live. Yeah, sure. So that's to your point. They do want somewhere to live. Yeah, they sure. still got 24 months of rent. 24 months of rent at, I mean, 5500 a month. You're talking $132,000. Sure. Yep. I mean, $132,000 for doing jack. So in Greene County, I'm just again looking at Paragon. There's only four available for rent, single-family detached, but it's very interesting. It's uh, 24.75 is the median. Like these are single-family detached homes. So that's right in KTP's wheelhouse, right there. Yeah, there you go. I mean, she's a pro. She knows. She knows what. Well, she's what doing. I'm getting what I'm getting at is Greene County's roughly 25, 2600. Charlottesville's roughly 25 to 2600. There's not a big price difference between the two. At least what I'm looking at on Paragon, which again is not a, a an in-depth. We need to get like Suzanne Real in here to really, and that, maybe that's a future show to get Suzanne in to really tell what's going on with the rental market. Um, Beth is in the housing game herself. She says, I managed this one for rent, and she shared the link, um, which is 2190 a month, three bedroom, three bath, 107 Linda, Linda Court Unit B. Um, and she's sending another direct message. Beth, you're making the program better. We appreciate you watching. Let me see if I can get to that message right now. She says, in the Meadows neighborhood, one mile from JPJ. Jamie Turner says he's getting 1750 for a rental in Orange County, and that's well below market right now. Um, the, the so very to intru- that point yeah. and to this point, that supports strong single-family detached values for sale if that's what they're getting for rentals. 100%. And, and that's why it's part of the equation of why I say these these areas, people are willing to drive for them and get premium rents. 
people are going to be willing to drive and pay premium to. prices because think, there's not enough inventory to support a lower value. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's that. I think it's the, the, these people are p- paying premium rents because they can't find anything to buy, and they're desperate for a place to live. Yes. And, and what Lloyd's – dude, there was an article in the Daily Progress. Lloyd Snook interacted. Mayor Snook's right down the hall for us. We have nothing but respect for him. He was interacting on the I Love Seville network. I made the comment that I think it's six to 8,000 new people coming to the city of Charlottesville in Almaro County in the next five years. He responded to my comment on my page saying, I don't think that's going to happen. Then I sent him the data from Virginia about the biotech school alone yeah. creating yeah. 3,000. Yeah. And then he was quoted in the Daily Progress in an article yesterday literally saying what I said in the comment section almost verbatim. Did you get credit for it? I did not. <laughs> I did not. It was literally almost verbatim what my comment was, his quote in the newspaper. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... If you get six to 8,000 new people coming here in the next five years, what the hell is going to happen? And what does those six to eight... What's their... Where are they going to live? More importantly, what's their base salary going to be? Uh, well over six figures. I mean, a HUD, it's 123300 the household income according to HUD. It's right. going to be way more than that. And what is these households going to demand? Premium rents. No services. And then who's going to service these folks and where are they going to live? And it becomes, a, you know. It's, it's, that's called the amenity effect. I so learned that's that from detail. half a billion dollars in payroll. Um, out of the university, eight. Let's say, let's call it. Let's use a conservative number, six thousand, and let's times it by one hundred and seventy-five k. Okay, that's going to be a billion dollars. That's this is the number that shows up on my calculator. I told it doesn't you. even. It's, do a, it's this. a billion it's a billion dollars. dollars uh, yes, of, adi- of additional. I mean, my calculator doesn't go that high on my iPhone. It's an additional billion dollars. What is that going to do to this market? I don't. People aren't talking about this, but this network. No one else is talking about this. The mayor didn't even know this three weeks ago. Think about that. Yeah, you know, and, and, and we, love, we love the mayor to death. I and, love He's and, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I and, see him and, every day. And, and he's busy being a defense attorney and working on a bunch of other things and so forth and so on. So the good news is you get an opportunity to educate and help, help educate folks to go ahead and do this. But, you know. Look, An additional billion dollars yeah. in salary? In so, the next five years? So why are, we, why are we doing what we do? Why do we have these conversations that we've been having for nearly 550 shows? Why is that? Because housing, right, is, is if not the, the, at least according to the good Dr. Lisa Sturevin, the second in gross domestic product for the state of Virginia after the government. So housing, and back to my comment about these 6,000 people that are coming are going to have a place to think. It's called indirect, direct, and induced impact on the local economy, they're going to have all these impacts on the, on the economy. So it's a multiplier. It's not just 6,000. It's 6,000 multiplied by whatever people that are way smarter than me can figure out that impacts on the local market. And it's, you know, everything from having to buy couches to HVAC folks. Garage doors. Garage doors. <laughs> coffee. My coffee. question is, how much juice is UVA getting in order to justify I think that 175 number is probably too high you think um, yeah when I the do. HUD is 123.3 and remember a lot of these are going to be two income families average so I think I think that uh, yeah I don't know I talk to a lot of people who move so, there, so yeah. to, cl- to clarify the 123 300 is a household 
number. So that right. could be one earner, two income, two income. Three, three it three could income. be three incomes. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a number, and that, that's the average. That's the number HUD uses for its loan products, right? That, right. That's that's why this is so so important, and that may be a great thing for you to dive into why that number matters. Because when you're talking about sixty to eight, what some of these, I think one seventy five is light for those yeah, six thousand. You know, people. I, I, I. Well, you got to assume. No, you're gonna have one seventy five ain't what it used to be. I don't disagree with that, but I think that uh, you'll see. So for one in every twenty, you'll have like, or I take it back. Let's say let's say a quarter. So five of every 20 are uh, plus 200K earners, and the other 15 are sub 100. I think that, I think that that's going to give you an average closer to like 125, 130. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we got a, a lot of comments. This is from Dan. What's the average rent in Lake Monticello right now? I'll have to dig that up. I'm looking at something. According to ZipRecruiter, salary UVA in Virginia, August 2023, is 900. And the average salary of all UVA employees is $99,350 per year. This comment's come in. But that's ZipRecruiter. I don't know how accurate that is. This comment's come in from Thomas. He says, I work at a local family office. The jobs created with the data science school will be well over 300. So back to Dan's question, uh, Ally Property Management, uh, Suzanne Real and I were talking yesterday. She's about ready to put uh, a rather cute but small three-bedroom, two-bath ranch home. I don't think it has a garage or whatever for right around $2,000 An even better question, and I'm sure it gets asked all the time, like how does UVA get the tax benefits that they do? They should be providing the juice to the city and not the average homeowner. Payment in lieu of taxes pilot program is what Scott's referencing there. I 1,000% agree with that. UVA takes property, commercial property, off the tax rolls and brings... Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, guys. Well, I mean, foundation versus the nonprofit. Well, the foundation, foundation pays taxes. Yeah, the other one doesn't. And, and, and if you take a close look at... Most of their property, they move it over to the foundation. How right. long, though? Yeah, that is true. That is true. And there's there's a transition time where it sits in a tax-free purgatory. Yeah. Look, they're at the table. They're providing land for some. Uh, I mean, but to rental. UVA's point, they say, "Look at what we're doing for the economy. Why should we be doing more? If the, if we weren't here, there would be no Charlottesville." Then quit raving, waving the, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, it's a sticky one to go, considering they're the... Uh, the 10-ton elephant in the yeah, room. No, I don't want to get in their crosshairs. I care less about being in their crosshairs. The problem, bottom line is don't, don't tell everybody that you want a bigger, better, happier, more affordable world um, and then be part of the gentrification of your neighborhoods. I, I think... Okay, that's a fair comment. I think what they're doing is more of a perception management than actual tangible production. And I, and I will stop at that because I, I do care about being uh, You know I'm at the table with those conversations. They, they, I would disagree with you. They generally want to do something. I just don't think what I constantly hear, this is in our world. And sometimes they should just lean on the experts and, and move on. But that's just my personal uh, Personal experience. Let's get to a man uh, whose opinion I trust considerably. Uh, Woody Fincham, he says, and we have Almoral County saying that they won't expand the development area because it isn't fully utilized as is. That is the government creating constraints on the market. When the market is artificially constrained, it causes inflated costs. I'll push back a little bit on that, Woody. I'll push back. 
Almoro County is saying they're not going to expand the development area because the people that vote the folks into office don't want the development area expanded. So, um, Almoro County can't expand the development area if taxpayers don't want the development area expanded. Same with Fluvanna County. Fluvanna County residents do not want density. That's why they're voting folks into office that don't want density. So, uh, just happened to be playing while you were talking, looking at the HUD thing, and look because there's a link you can look at different states and different stuff. So Greenville, South Carolina, we talk about that all the time, right? As a comparable to Charlottesville, but just doesn't have the university. Do you want to know if the medium area income for uh, for the Greenville, Maudlin, Eslay, South Carolina HUD Metro area? Do you want to take a guess on what that is? I would say it's less than 1233. $89,000. Yeah, that's substantially less. So there's 89,000 and we're at 123 and I think we're at 123 because of the of the 10 ton elephant uh, in the room. So I just thought I'd share that with everybody. So what, how do you characterize that? Look, it, it's it's we're the second we're the second highest cost of living in the state of Virginia for a reason. It's UVA. It's these hundred and some odd thousand dollar jobs or according to ZipRecruiter, if it's true or not, the average salary at UVA is a is hundred grand, right? Six figures. Brian Hall, I love the shows that you guys do. Um, can you please help us understand how six to seven thousand additional people with that kind of salaries will live here? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess the, the, that's kind of the point we're making yeah. here. That so, so what it's going to do, it's it's going to, to put more pressure, if this really, you know, and it's over time, right? This, we're not going to have 6,000 people tomorrow, right? No, so I think it's going to be in the next five years, though. So that's a time. That's five years. But it's going to consistently put pressure on existing inventory. Existing inventory is not going to grow. I'm, 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 I'm on the record for it. I think you're going to see five to ten years of where we are now before you start getting inventory, start going in whatever the right direction is on it. But what they're going to do is they're going to put more pressure on, you know, Charlottesville, so forth and so on, uh, Outmark County, and uh, it's going to start pushing the people at the housing affordability level out. So maybe to your point, maybe Buckingham comes back. I'm telling you, but that's that is my point. Is that even if you look at where uh, the bulk of the at least immediate apartment growth is, it's north on 29. It's out into Fluvanna County. It's places that normally we would yeah, but not that's have. That's a one it. and done. You're not sure. going to see any more. That's I 1,000 percent agree never. with that, and it shouldn't have existed to, to begin with. But that's not oh. the point. <laughs> um, you're going to see more you're going to see surrounding counties grow because they are the affordable bedroom communities that support the area that we are in that was what it was 20 years ago and that is what it's going to continue to be 20 years from now as zion's crossroads and short pump grow closer and close to each other you're going to see more development in louisa um up in you it's it's going to be difficult to apply that to madison um i think uh, just because of what's actually available, um, you may see, you'll definitely see some growth over time, but there's just not, uh, 
I don't think the infrastructure, there's not internet in a lot of those areas. That's something that will have to uh, continue to advance to see growth in the, some of those areas. Like you get into some super beautiful property area um, just south of me, just north of Charlottesville, um, that, you know, you, you can't have, you know, there's no high-speed internet. So it prevents people from wanting to develop there. So pick that's a good take right there, Judah. Just out of curiosity, some, somebody out there, uh, please pick another town, maybe Neil might know off the top of his head, that is similar to Charlottesville. In other words, a university town, you know, can be a little smaller or larger. I'm just curious. Lynchburg. Excuse me? Lynchburg. Oh, I know that the area medium income of Lynchburg is way lower than where we are now. I'm trying to figure out what other area, like, you know, uh, you know, maybe Athens, Georgia, or what other area that has a major university in it that that's really their only, really at the end of the day, our industry in this area is higher education, medical, right? We, we don't really have a lot of quote-unquote industry in our area, retirees, you know, that kind of thing, but we don't have a huge industry. So I'm just curious what other town is similar to us that I could just... Matt Hines says Chapel Hill is a good comparison. There you go, Chapel Hill. Like good it. stuff, Matt Hines. Is that your first comment on the feed? Matt Hines, thank you for your help. Matt Hines, tell us more about you. I think that is the first time you've ever commented on the feed. I try to remember names. Chapel Hill is a fantastic comparison. Um, let me, I would not have thought about that. I'm going to give you some props first. Um, you're looking up Matt Hines there? I'm looking up Chapel Hill. Or excuse me, Chapel Hill, yeah. This is from Ashley Johnson. Buckingham County does not want density or housing. That just came in on the feed. There's not going to be any additional housing or density in well, Buckingham that, County. Yeah, I don't. I'm not in in the weeds in Buckingham, but that, that would not um, that would not be too surprising. That's that's the that's 100, 100, 116 thousand dollars. There's a comparable. So we're talking about seven k off Charlottesville. Seven k off, but Chapel Hill. Logan Wells Claylo, hello. Yeah, so Chapel Durham Chapel Hill isn't that part of the triangle? Oh, that's the triangle, right? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of high tech and other other resource other sources of of revenue, which is all feeds off of the university. But that's a good catch. So you're roughly 116, uh, roughly 116,200. So we're at 123. Anything else? Any other Chapel Hill? What uh, what is Clemson in? What town is Clemson in? Uh, Clemson is in Death Valley, which is their lovable nickname for it. Clemson is a city in Pickens and Anderson counties in the state of South Carolina. Clemson is home to Clemson. I would say it's Clemson. Let's Clemson see, is in let's, Clemson. Let's see if Clemson's in Clemson. Clemson is in Clemson. Clemson is Clemson. Clemson's in Clemson. I, the, the household income in Clemson is not nearly comparable to that. I don't know. We're going to find out here in a minute. I'm, well, I, I'd be willing to wager. Um, and Scott yeah, I need to know what county that is in because they don't have it as a city. I'll, I'll give you that county. Yeah. Um, Dan Pettit wants to know what rates are doing this week, Scott. So we've seen a downward trend based on some softening and some economic data, um, which I talked about in the beginning of the show. Uh, we had a jolt report on Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, that was better than expected. Uh, this morning's ADP numbers were, um, well, I say better. Uh, they were not great 
for job openings, and uh, then today we saw an ADP report that was, again, softer than expected numbers, uh, which is the slowing in the jobs market that I believe now that I think that we are at the end of the hiking cycle that we're starting to see. Uh, I, I also think that that's going to uh, accelerate through the winter, and we're going to see uh, – I think we'll see first quarter, end of first quarter cuts from the Fed. Um, so that's like uh, March, April uh, would be my expectation. And uh, we'll start seeing that price in the bond market by January. So we're, we're at 90, 90 grand for Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson is more, uh, I want to say blue collar, but not as um, high level as the Charlottesville area. Well, uh, one of the viewers has sent us a link to what appears to be at least two dozen houses for rent over $4,000 in this area. Uh, I, I, you can probably get an apartments.com. That's out. where the link is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to yeah. filter. So when, when apartments.com, unfortunately, is a lot like Zillow. You never really know if it's accurate or not and all that great stuff. I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm, my search is purely limited to Paragon, and, and it's surely woefully lacking on the apartment side of the house. But Katie Pearl suggests Gainesville, Florida. There's the University of Florida well, and Chance Medical System. So speaking of that, we ought to keep Florida in our thoughts and prayers. They're getting hammered right now. Absolutely. And, she and says if you know anything about people from Florida, they are getting hammered. It is hurricane party season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love Florida. I love that. Um, Alacoa County, Florida, if you need the county. Gainesville, okay. Florida might Got be it. the place to start. KTP, good Got stuff it. today. Thank you. You made the program better. I would say Gainesville, Florida would be flirting with the Charlottesville 123.3. That one's got a, a lot going in its favor right there. Um, this is uh, a question for Scott. What was the county again? Um, I'll spell it for you. It's um, A-L-A. Got it. I got it. Okay. This one's from Scott from the same commoner. 90,000. Uh, oh, wow. Way lower. Um, 90,000 for that one, KTP. Thomas says this. Um, how about refi rates right now? And Dan Pennant, you have a great day as well. Refi rates? Um, so depending on, you know, what are, if it's uh, rate and term, it's going to be very similar to, to what uh, regular, you know, purchase rates are at the moment. If it's cash out, uh, you're going to be looking uh, either. So I will say this. Uh, what we're seeing with uh, – <sighs> Hopefully this week, um, when I when I say when I talked earlier about rates becoming more palatable, is uh, just the cost to lock at certain uh, programs or, or or what you're looking to do. Uh, what the government has placed as far as uh, LLPAs or loan level price adjustments uh, on certain products has made uh, discount points just to get into a rate uh, a real thing. Uh, depending on what you're trying to do and, and credit situation as well. So you're, you're going to be a little bit higher for a cash out than you are for conventional rate and term. Um, and uh, we're starting to see all the, everything improve a little bit. So if we're at, say, seven, seven and a quarter, you're probably 7.75 uh, on the, the cash out. Nicely said. Nicely <clears throat> said. Keith Smith, I see you have something to say. Liz Nottingham, welcome to the program. So I was looking at HUD numbers and quite only only heard a little bit of what you, you were saying. So back on your rate protection, are you still you still 
holding that you think and rates are going to come down in the near future? Did I hear that correctly? Or yeah, I'm I, I'm going to stand on that. I okay. think that uh, this year or, or it's moved into I, next year a little bit. Well, um, I don't think that we've got a, a another raise in the cards this year. Um, you agree with that or disagree with that, Keith? Woody Fincham also says Madison is similar to Fluvanna. They do not want large-scale development. And he says all the folks fussing about wanting more affordable don't vote. Yeah. The folks fussing about affordability are about 82 people in this community. Um, I, I, I hate to say that. So uh, locally, yes, to answer that comment from, from Woody, nationally, which, as everybody knows, I'm part of some national cohorts, this is a national thing. Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants additional additional housing which is just causing i had a conversation with my father and mother about about this and i and i i got to dig it up to prove the stats so this is just me shooting off the top of my head but i think the last time we had such a lack of housing uh, shortage or crisis was after world war ii I do not think, and, I, and I'm, I've been researching, and anybody out there who's way smarter than me can find the data for me. I'd love to see it. But I've been trying to research on, and I've actually reached out to NAR to help me with that because they got all these statistic uh, you know, gurus over there. When was the last time that we had such an inventory shortage versus the buyer pool? And I'll bet you any amount of money, I think that is probably, we haven't seen this since the end of World War II. I may be wrong. Do you, what about the rate hike in Q4? Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, I was trying not to answer that question, and you knew that. So, uh, the, look, I, I think, I think it's a flip of a coin, right? I, I, I think somewhere to, to, to um, Scott's comment, I think somewhere in the back rooms with the Fed. I think they've got a new number in their head that isn't two. I don't think it's three, but I think it's somewhere between two and three as far as inflation. And if we start approaching that, they'll probably flatline it. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, if you listen to the words and what they're telegraphing, they want the housing market to hurt. And I don't think we got to the point where they, want, where, where they feel, feel it's hurting. I really, don't, I, really, I really don't think we're there, and I think we might see a bump in the short term. I agree with you. I think we're going to see a drop. I just don't think it's this year. I think it's probably in the beginning of next year. Carly but, Wagner, jumping in. Carly, I passed along those digits. Carly, Carly says this. To add to Woody's comment, the people currently living and voting in those counties do not generally want more of the outsiders coming to their counties. It's the outsiders that want more affordability and supply in those counties, but they aren't generally the people voting and living there currently. 1,000%, Carly. Very well said. Eric Thompson says, I agree, World War II or even the Great Depression, we haven't seen a housing shortage like this. I think the stats will prove out that it hasn't been this way since World War II. And it's interesting. We talked about zoning. Do you know when zoning was adopted in most of our area around here? Mid-70s, early to mid-70s. Yeah, you know why it was adopted? <laughs> yeah. To prevent white flight. Yeah, yeah. You know yes. what white flight is? Yeah, I, I, well, it's that and... Also, to keep uh, certain individual out of certain neighborhoods. If you go ahead, I'll when Yvonne comes back on, I'll have her bring her copy of her deed in Richmond. It actually says in her deed, it talks about that. It's pretty scary. They, they adopt, take Charlottesville, Virginia. They adopted the zoning yeah. here in the 70s because yeah. they saw their affluent popul population sprinting to the suburbs. Yeah. 
and they changed the zoning code prioritizing single-family detached. 52, 53 percent of the uh, well, it, city is zoned R1. Well, it got adopted by the state in the late, 70, late 60s, and then it slowly, as it rolled on, and as this is a Dillon rule state, as the state adopted it, it needed to work its way through the system. I think Which Fulvana, it did. I think Fulvana County didn't get it to 72. I mean, if you think about it, think about it, the like, mentality of not wanting additional housing, if you, you know, and I'm just spitballing here, if you own a house and you don't get additional housing, what is that going to do to your ownership? It's going to drive value to what you own. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's simpler than that. I think people get someplace and don't want anybody else to come. It's interesting, uh, the, the rezoning question or the up the density increase question that came before Fulvana County Board of Supervisors a week ago, which as everybody who watches the show knows, you disagree. I am a housing advocate, but that was a very silly path that they took. Matt Hines adds this comment, which we can close with. Fantastic show, gentlemen. Oh, look at that. Makes me want to grab that new listing on 9th Street, single-family house below 300000 Those types of listings will be absolute in Charlottesville, even the ones that need rehab. Matt Hines, watch more of our shows, dude. I think those are your first two comments here. They were fantastic. Um, we very much appreciate your thoughts. Any uh, closing thoughts over there, Keith Smith? Yeah, no, thank you for everybody, uh, particularly Katie Pearl for terming it and all the wonderful viewers and listeners. You know, you always make this show way better. You know, I know you make me way better on the end of it. So, you know, we, we were, we were kind of uh, doing some bearish stuff here on rents and stuff like this. But look, 44 houses came on the market, 65 went under contract in the last week. So 65 people are buying homes. So the, if you're in the market to sell, reach out to us if you're in your market to Dubai, reach out to Scott and us. I mean, there are transactions happening. The wonderful real estate agents that are watching, you know, go ahead and reach out to them. There are rock stars. You know, let us help you, you know, move on. It's, I'm about ready next. Actually, I was going to say on, I'm not going to be here next Wednesday because I'm sitting next to Dr. Lawrence Yoon and doing a presentation with him in, in D.C. And I'm going to actually have a cocktail with him and find out what he really thinks. Tell him to come on the show. I like it. Yeah, well, he's coming down on the seventh, but I'm up. I'm still going to be up there doing presentations, so he's going to be at Car on the seventh. Uh, Carly says Jerry thinks I'm a kook for this, but I really think, as Keith said, they want housing to hurt. They want less and less private ownership of property. Read about progressive property theory. All about property rights being more focused on the greater good rather than the property owner. I am not making this up. Well, I appreciate that. I I think the second half of it gives them a little bit too much credit that they actually think. And I think they, they just want the housing industry to hurt because it's going to get them down to their 2% inflation because housing is such a, if not... Key driver of the economy. Yeah, key driver. And that's what they want. And all you got to do is go back to 2008 and everybody knows that housing was the key driver of the economy. Scotty Mo, show is yours. Katie, Carly, everybody watching, thank you so much. Uh, if there's anything anybody needs, don't hesitate to give me a call. Um, I think the Fed is going to Fed. Um, I think their, their biggest concern right now probably has to do with what happens with energy prices and how that's going to affect short-term inflation. But uh, I think along with student loans coming back online, uh, a, a higher 
uh, energy cost, even though it may adversely affect inflation, will reduce spending, I think, which is going to really – I think we're just getting into where uh, the medicine that they have shot into the economy with these higher rates is just starting to take effect, which is, again, a reflection mm -hmm. of it took so long for inflation to get here. They and then to. now we're, we are in a transitory environment, if your timeline's long enough. And if you look at where their rate increases are starting to hit and then the corporate debt that's going to need to be re refinanced in the next 24 months, the, the soft landing is not what you're seeing. What you're seeing is the beginning of these things taking effect. Thoughts and prayers out to the folks in Florida, they're getting hammered. I'm watching it here as, as we're talking. And I don't want to be that guy, but I've been through too many hurricanes through Florida and what it did to the housing industry and the building industry. Watch what the impacts of that's going to be down the road. You think it's hard to get a piece of plywood or a piece of equipment now. Wait until all of, all of that ends up in Florida for the rebuilding process. But first and foremost, keep them in your thoughts and prayers because they sure as heck need it. It's pretty nasty down there. Guys, we talk about the, uh, the Pro Renata team is uh, coming up um, at 1230, including Chip Clark, who is the... Uh, the owner of the Coke building and the Coke bottling plant in Stanton, Dr. John, the owner of Pro Renata, um, to talk about their development plans and expansion in Stanton at 1230. Judah Wickhauer, Keith Smith, Scott Morris. I'm Jerry Miller. This is Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Ross Mortgage. Ross Mortgage, you can count on. Show archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Click the Partners tab and find the supply chain of the people that can help you get through to closing and beyond folks and businesses vetted by Keith and his team himself. All right, that's the program. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long, everybody. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, those mommies were very well done. Jay, who was that? I was trying to walk in.